This is Penny Dreadful, wretched horror hostess from New England, and your accursed ears are listening to Monster Kid Radio. <laughs> At the top of the show, you're going to hear her again. That's Penny Dreadful introducing you to Monster Kid Radio, the podcast devoted to the classic and sometimes not so classic genre cinema of yesteryear. I am your writer, host, producer, and recent attendee of Monster Bash, Derek M. Cook. Welcome to episode 327 of the podcast. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to have you along. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. If you're brand new, I'm glad to have you on board. I hope you enjoy your stay here at Monster Kid Radio. This week on the show, got more Monster Bash coverage. I told you guys and gals that I was planning on running around Monster Bash with my recorder and getting as much content as I possibly could. Well, I did. And I think we're going to have this episode and maybe two or three more episodes down the line with material from Monster Bash. I'm talking about interviews. I'm talking about Q&As. I'm talking about a special presentation that Frank Delostrito did just for us about the movie The Return of the Vampire. It was just for us because there was an issue with recording it when he did it for the entire room full of people at Monster Bash. Frank's a great guy and was willing to come up and do a private recording with us. It's amazing. And you're going to hear that down the line. This time around, though, I've got interviews. I wandered around the floor a little bit with my recorder, and I wanted to make sure that I talked to some people that, well, I talked to every week on Monster Kid Radio. I'm talking about Terry Mount. Terry is from It's Terry Ithic. You're going to hear a little bit more about what she does. She's been a listener of the show for a while. She's a great friend, and we play the Classic Five with her. We also have a quick interview with an author by the name of Brad A. Braddock. Now, I wasn't planning to speak to him because I didn't know he was going to be there. I didn't even know who he was, but you're going to find out who he is when you hear from him here in the show. We're also going to talk to the guys from Witch Doctor Films, and we're going to talk a little bit about what they're up to and what they do. Oh, hey, and you know, sometimes at Monster Bash, they have these celebrities. Well, I got a chance to sit down with Joe Morrow, an actress who was in 13 Ghosts and a number of other movies, chatted briefly with her as well. And then I mean, the best part of Monster Bash is just hanging out with your friends, making new friends, finding your tribe, finding their family, even if they're just sitting down, minding their own business and eating a hot dog. That's how the conversation with Mitch Gonzalez started. And then we were joined by Dan Day Jr. and Joshua Kennedy. So that's all coming right after this. M1-ZK. Docking maneuver completed. Link up accomplished successfully. Starting rocket motors to continue flight. Over and out. Next step, Mars. 35 million miles away. Mission Mars. Three astronauts on a mission to the forbidden reaches of a red planet, defying the elements, inviting death and disaster. Darren McGavin, who gambled his life on a fantastic mission to a world no other living man had ever seen. Oh, darling, I'm so scared. Nick Adams, who shared the incredible odyssey, living an adventure beyond his wildest dreams. 
Mission Mars. They met their destiny on a planet that time forgot. An adventure that smashes the barriers of man's imagination. Yeah! Watch out, the ball is opening! Help me! Mission Mars. Slave girls on the moon, enslaved to every cruel desire of an evil madman. You have been imprisoned for having flown through the forbidden stars. Prisoner will receive a minimum of 64 years. 64 years? What about my life? The personal life is dead on the moon. Brutalized and <laughs> savaged by creatures who are only half men. How was your first night, Chloe? Did you sleep well? Yes, I did. Strange. No one ever sleeps well here at Beswick. <laughs> and women who are more than all women. Now, remove your garments. Right now? Don't be shy. You're among friends. Now, only one woman can rescue them from the warden who maims tender bodies for his own selfish ends. Do you know what the warden's nickname for me is? Chopstick! A talent show? The show will be our cover. We'll have this rehearsed, the other half will be digging beneath the stage. The warden will kill us all dead. Who is in my office? Yeah, suppose I tell the warden about this plan. Then I'll whoop your ass. But I sure as hell am not gonna die 100,000 years after I'm supposed to. We're not gonna let any of you out of our sight from now on. Even in the showers? Especially in the showers. This summer, get ready. Women, pineapples, catfights, golden suits, thousands in the cast, millions in the making. Slay girls on the moon. Suggested for mature audiences. It's going to be awesome. All right, so the show hasn't officially started on a Sunday, but I snuck in. I don't think they really care, actually. But I came in early because I wanted to get some time with Terry Mount before everything kicks off. How's the show treating you? Oh, fantastic. Oh, my gosh. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I'm at home. This is my family. <laughs> so Terry's been listening to the show for a while. She does these amazing shirts and bow ties and one heck of a messenger bag. Uh, I-, I love what she does. And... Are you on Facebook? Do people I get a hold of you? Facebook. That's terrific. You can catch me on Facebook under That's Terrific all together, but the I-F-I-C is capitalized. I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes so people can find you and check it out. And she just gave me your card, so I'll make sure. I'll remember, but not like I'll forget right. because Terry's been one of the most exciting people to talk. She's just so exciting and excited to be here. It's rubbing off on me. This This is so much fun. Yes, it is. I'm an old monster kid, and old with emphasis on the old part. So this is like being where I've been since I was four years old. Just being around all all these great monsters and, and horror hosts and just great people, amazing people. I've done cons in the past, and you and I were talking about this last night when I was waiting for my dinner. Uh, you know, I've done horror cons and things like that, but this this, is, this is my people. 
Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I've never met such kind, interesting, and interested people in my life. They're just, they're just beyond special. Well, I would love to play the Classic Five with you. I've got my deck of cards here balancing on my leg. Uh, you know how it plays. You know how it works. It's five cards, no wrong answers, yes or no, this or that, whatever. You ready to play this? I'm going to give it a shot. All right. Card number one, here we go. Oh, what do you prefer more, the Wolfman or the Curse of the Werewolf? The Wolfman. Yeah? Yeah. I'll be very honest. I'm more a vampire than a Wolfman person, but... You know what, Larry Talbot and Lon Chaney Jr., I mean, how do you do better than that? And it's like the most incredible makeup, and he's so caring, and he's so tortured. Yeah, the wolf man. Fair enough. That's, I think that's where I would lean, especially here. This, this, The Bash, I mean, they've got some Hammer stuff, but it really feels more old-school universal, and I'm totally okay with that. All right, card number two. Oh, favorite Peter Laurie role. Ooh, I love the Raven. I, I don't know what it is about Peter Lorre, but he is so, he's, he's, he's swarmy, and at the same time he's exciting, and I don't know that I think he's really scary, but he's so memorable. He's so memorable, yeah. I haven't seen as many Peter Lorre films as I should. I think for me... I really like him with Karloff and Lugosi and You'll Find Out, which is a Kay Kaiser film. I really like that one. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Card three. Oh, favorite Vincent Price role. Oh, my gosh. That's almost impossible because there are no bad Vincent Price roles. (laughs) When I was growing up, I had such a crush on Vincent Price. I just thought he was amazing. And I thought he, I've always thought he was sexy. Even when he was doing um, Edward Scissorhands, he was, he still was a presence. In fact, I have a, uh, a Vincent Price cookbook. A lot of people don't realize what a great gourmet cook this man was, but favorite movie. Because, you know, you love vibes. I love the, 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 is it The Witch Hunter? That, you stole mine. Oh, my God. That that one creeped me out so much. And I had never seen him quite that way before. And, I mean, he is truly demonic in that one. And he does such a such a great job. Yeah, that's, that's probably my favorite. Yeah, it's Witchfinder General. And yes. it is so, I mean, he is so bad, but in such a delightful, delicious way. I mean, he's, it's just a great film. So the, the fifth card has a green circle in the middle. Now, green are kaiju cards. How are you on your Godzilla movies? Oh, let's go one. Skip that one? Okay. Uh, so this one has a globe in the middle. And that's a universal card. Oh, yes. All right. Go. Here we go. Dr. Septimus Pretorius or Dr. Gustav Niemann? Oh, I hate these this or that, but I think I probably have to go with Pretorius. That He was just, I think the, it was the hair and the look and the... Oh, Pretorius. I love him, and I love Universal, so. You think they'll have a Dr. Pretorius in these new Universal movies they're doing? I've been listening to you talk about the new ones, and when I first heard about Dark Universe, I was so excited, and now I'm not so much. I gotta be honest, I love the, I mean, horror should be horror, 
they're re- for me, they're not action films. They're horror films. They're monster films. They're about the monster. And it's not that I don't like Tom Cruise. I do. But the minute I heard he was in The Mummy, I went, oh, yeah, well, that's going to be a lot of special stunts. I'm not against CGI. That's fine, too. But you look at the old Dracula. You look at the old Frank. There's an atmosphere. It's the music. It's the acting. It's the fog. It's the bats. Now, I don't know whether modern audiences would get as excited as I did about all that stuff. So maybe that's why they got to do the the more. But I, I will go see them. But, yeah, I'm going to miss. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk away and go, but that's not really the mummy. I know it. I know it. I know it. Yeah, there, there's an essence to those movies. And I think for me, part of it is knowing that at some point in time, those sets... They existed. They were there. It wasn't all CG. I mean, the, the sets for Dracula alone, that castle, and the, the oh my, that's just mind-blowing. And with the mummy, it's them in a green screen room, and it's just not the same. It's not the same. And, and you know, like, I've, I've been to Universal Studios. I've seen the Psycho House. It's just like you get all, it's like being here. You get all gushy and go, that's my thing, that's my thing. And I can't take a green screen home. I can't take CGI. And all I see, uh, I have a personal theory about these new, about the new, my theory is, because I love Universal Park, I think this is all a giant thrill ride plan I think all of this is the the movies are going to be out there to support the thrill ride that they're going to be and they're going to put a multi-million dollar thrill ride that'll make them a ton of money and I think that's what this is and I think you know the CGI translates really well to um, the thrill rides because they can do it with the screens and stuff That, that but now that's just my theory We'll see in time. I I could get on board with that. I, you know, Disney with acquiring Marvel and, and Star Wars. I mean, Universal's got to catch up in the in the theme park. Yeah, interesting point. Good observation. So, you do other cons. What's the next con you're going to do? I'm going to go to um, Flashback Weekend, which is in Rosemont, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. I honestly am just starting horror cons. I did comic cons for a lot of years, but I'm an old monster kid. And so I thought, well, I just wonder if horror fans would like the shirts and stuff that I make. And now that I'm here, I'm like, okay, there'll be a lot less comic cons and a whole lot more horror cons. (laughs) I love the comic people. I don't mean it, but this is where my heart is. I'll make sure again, like I said, links in the show notes. And listeners, if you see Terry at a show, stop by. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Come by and give me a hug. (laughs) And then buy one of her shirts because they're incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Derek, you are amazing. I love listening to you. And as I told you before, um, when I'm up till 2 or 3 in the morning burning the midnight oil sewing, it's Monster Kid Radio I'm listening to because it's such perfect info and I feel like I've made so many new friends listening to your radio and listening to your guests so thank you very very much I don't know how to end there on top of that so we're just going to end right there thank you Terry thank you Terry
I will make sure there are links in the show notes to everything you hear in this episode, but I'll also cut in every once in a while and give you a heads up. Like in this case, you can find Terry's Facebook page at That's Terry Ific. So facebook.com slash that's and then Terry, T-E-R-R-I-I-F-I-C. Again, watch for the link in the show notes. Welcome to an evening with Karloff, the master of menace in five fright-filled features. Watch breathlessly as the coffin opens to release the terror duck. <laughs> it's only a gallon bowls, the raven. Join Boris Karloff. In the most gruesome day of the undead, Black Sabbath. And there are two more blood-chilling delights. Die, monster, die. And who knows? You may die. Laughing at the comedy of terrors. Five of Carlos' creepiest capers in nightmare colors. And you are invited. be tied in a prescribed fashion and cast into the moat. Only from the pen of Edgar Allan Poe could come such an horrendous tale of terror. The Conqueror Worm. Starring Vincent Price in the most diabolic role of his career. Look for the devil's marks upon him. Get on with your task. The distorted genius of Poe creates poetic beauty from pain and uses idyllic love as a tool of torture. Men sometimes have strange motives for the things they do. I know. You've got an accusation to make. I'll get your confession for you. I'm husband to Sarah Lowe's. <laughs> He's a man who's out to kill both of us. And it appears to me that we should take steps to see to his death first. Leave the children at home. And if you're squeamish, stay home with them. I shall kill you. Please, leave the children at home. So I'm wandering through the dealer's room again, because <laughs> that's what I do here at Monster Batch, and I see this big picture of Bela Lugosi staring at me, and the words Memoirs of Murder right above it, and it turns out it's a book, a prequel to White Zombie, and the author is here, Brad A. Braddock. How you doing, man? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for having me on. Can you tell me a little bit about the book? Well, Murder of Genre, Lugosi's character lands in Haiti um, shortly after World War One. so he's got some trauma from that, he goes to Haiti, and he kind of goes on a Satan-filled romp 
Uh, so it's, it's, it kind of gives you that backstory of how did his zombies become his zombies and that, that nature. So uh, for me, it's been an absolute uh, passion project for somebody. I'm, I'm, he's just my hero. Bailey goes, he's my hero. So it's been a wonderful adventure for me. And you said that it's been signed off on. You've got the endorsement of a pretty big name in Lugosi Studies. Uh, Gary Don Rose has been so kind, uh, so nice to take the time for me. He doesn't know me from Adam, but for him to uh, give a nice blurb for the project really meant a lot to me. And also it just won an award for Best New Horror. So really passionate and proud of the project. Whether it makes one nickel or, or no money at all, it's just something I'm just so passionate about. So it's, it was a, it's a very big deal to me to have. How's the reaction been here at the show? It's been fantastic. It's uh, exceeded our expectations. We've sold a ton of books. I've got about three left there. Yeah, yeah, it's about three or four, whatever it is. Brought a a bunch of books with us. Um, So everybody's been very kind here at Monster Bash. See, I normally read my books on Kindles and things like that, but I got a six-hour flight on the way home, and they always tell you to turn it off. So I'm going to bring my actual Dead Tree edition of this book and read it on the plane on the way home. I can't wait to get into it, man. Thank you so much. You'll be through that thing in a a couple, three hours. Fast read, great read, and uh, just really appreciate you taking the time for it. It means a lot to me. And we can find the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Is there a website, or do you have a website somewhere people can check out? I'm kind of like a bonehead. I don't have a website, so i got to get that established. But Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Amazon UK just dropped a real nice um, classic Monsters of the Movies, have a real nice uh, promotional in there for us. And then, of course, the great people here at Creepy Classics, Monster Bash, it was in their magazine as well recently. So, um, But, yeah, it's all over the Internet as far as that goes. They had a bit of a press release as well, but... uh, need to get a website built on top of that (laughs) well thanks man i wish you the best of luck with the book it sounds great i can't wait to dive into it derek thank you very much really appreciate it you can pick up memoirs of murder a prequel to the 1932 classic white zombie on amazon right now it's available as an ebook for 99 cents or you can purchase the book for 14.95 on amazon it's got a rating right now of about four and a half stars and that sounds about right to me. I am about a third of the way through the book. I didn't get a chance to read it all on the airplane on the way home like I planned, but I am about a third of the way through the book, and it is a quick read. It, it feels right in terms of the dialogue. Murder's dialogue does have the Legosiness that it needs to feel like the character from White Zombie. And it does not turn Murder Legendre into a hero. The things that he's doing, even though they might seem heroic on the surface, Well, they're not. (laughs) He does live up to his name. I enjoy the book. I'm going to give it the Monster Kid Radio seal of approval. So check it out over on Amazon. And Brad, if you're listening, well done, sir. From Haiti, land of the voodoo, comes the most infamous cult of all. Bela Lugosi as Murder Legendre. I see Master of the undead damned. The sinister power behind the white zombie. Zombies. Yes. They are my servants. This soul killer takes men from their graves to be his slaves. His instruments of terror 
Analda's fiend plots to possess a woman. Only a pin boy, a silver mark in a glass of wine, or perhaps a flower. Keep it, monsieur. Keep it. You may change your mind. Not dead? Are you mad? I saw her die. The doctor signed the certificate. I saw them bury her. Captive in the borderland between life and death. Her brain drained of the life spark. The white zombie obeys the unholy commands of her demon master. As mindless creatures carry out his cursed will, terror explodes in horror and heartquake. Zombie! Halevi! Never eyes so evil, never powers so potent, never magic so black, Bela Dracula Lugosi, as the master of the white zombie. Coming this October, an avalanche. It's the Monster Bash Oktoberfest Movie Marathon. The entire Universal Frankenstein film series on the big screen. On Friday, Frankenstein. The Bride of Frankenstein. The Son of Frankenstein. And the Ghost of Frankenstein. On Saturday, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula, and finally, the classic Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Don't miss your chance to see Boris Karloff, Bella Lugosi, Lon Chaney Jr., Colin Clive, Basil Rathbone, Lionel Atwill, Maria Elspinskaya, and a slew of others. Together, on one of the biggest movie screens in the state of Ohio, the entire Universal Frankenstein film series, the way they were meant to be seen. The Monster Bash Oktoberfest Movie Marathon. The classic monster experience of a lifetime. Make your plans now. We will see you there. Which Doctor Films, they have got a number of DVDs out here, some comic books, Matthew's got some prints, I'm seeing some CDs. This is a lot of stuff here, man. I could spend at least, I don't know, an hour just looking at all this stuff. Tell me about it. Well, uh, we've been doing this about like seven years. Uh, I saw Albert doing uh, his own thing with films. I was like, hey, why don't we do a film together? And I, I had no idea. And he's like, well, I'll put together this. So I had to organize stuff, and I found out I could do all this getting people together, finding actors from, from agencies, and finding scriptwriter and, and such. It, it was an interesting challenge that I 
found out I could do, and it was really rewarding. Albert does the uh, directing, and I pretty much do the uh, producing, um, you know, for the, all the films. You know, we do a lot of, being a small company, we do all the jobs, of course, you know. You know, I do, I run the boom mic, you know, might do chores of acting, you know, stuff like that. You know, somebody asked me the other day, where do you find these actors? I was like, well, I, they're friends of mine, actor friends, you know, it, um, you know, talent agencies, you know, we just get them from everywhere. You know, like one of them uh, is me, so, you know, unfortunately, maybe for the film, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a load of fun. And our most recent film got picked up by uh, Troma Entertainment. So that'll be streaming on their website very soon. It's just a blast. You know, I'm living the dream. So I didn't introduce you. It's Matthew. It's a Parmentor. Did I say that right? Parmentor. Although sometimes I know you by a different name. El Diablo Blanco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm one of the uh, luchadors that we have uh, running in the films. I'm pretty much the sidekick for El Toro Azul. Yeah, Spanish, not first language. Uh, uh, yeah, for uh, El Toro Azul played by a fantastic actor uh, Sig Maley. He's a great guy. Fantastic actor. He's been in all of our films. From starring in uh, Neighbors as El Toro Azul to um, playing a father whose daughter has been kidnapped in one film. You know, he's been a bartender. He's been so many things. Fantastic guy. Speaking of fantastic guys, Albert Smith is, is my director. I was going to say, we're sitting here with Albert Smith as well, who's the director, Matthew said. Who brought the luchadors to the table? Was it Albert or was it Matthew? Matt did. Uh, Matt is a uh, horror kid through and through, and he loves luchador wrestling. And I was like, let's go for this. Uh, so I come from more of an era of, I like the 60s and 70s. Uh, I'm more into the grindhouse uh, exploitation stuff. But... Um, you know, uh, Matt created this character, El Toro Azul, and we just, he's kind of become our mascot for uh, everything we do from comic book that we have to fake trailers and a movie. And uh, I even have a trading card game that you can play. Uh, we sold out of it, I would have brought it with me. But uh, he's a character for us that all ages could enjoy, uh, whereas we also have things that are more adult. So a little kid could pick up El Toro Azul and like him as well. I mean, you've got something picked up by Troma, so that's probably not something little kids are going to want to sit down and watch with their parents on a Saturday afternoon. Right. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is, is uh, the movie that got picked up by Troma, it's not that violent, not that bad. It's, it's more along the line of Cold Check, The Night Stalker, or uh, like the original Wicker Man. Uh, Matt's and Mine's Heart are both in the past and we feel that films today lack the uh, creativity and uh, gumption that the that uh, the movies in the past did and we like to bring that stuff forward and mix it in with the stuff that we're doing you know so do you have your movies on sale online anywhere do you have a web presence we have our website it's uh, witchdoctorfilms.com i'm currently uh, reworking it at the moment but uh, you can find a lot of our stuff on uh, Facebook, and you can get a hold of us through there, and we can happily uh, hook you up with whatever you need from there. You can happily take our money. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't mind. If you want to give us extra, we, we, we'll take it. We can use it. So I have seen Neighbor, and 
it's a lot of fun. I'm going I'm to say it right now, Monster Kid Radio, seal of approval. Listeners, I think you dig Neighbor. It's fun. It's kind of a, a family story, but you got your luchador. I mean, you, you know, it's, it's, come on. I mean, that's an instant sell for me. We, uh, we laughingly kind of call it our Disney film because uh, it's accessible for all ages. A lot of the luchador stuff that we do, like our comic book, we like to uh, have it you know, for all ages. We have some material that are definitely for adults, but we like to go over most of the genres for things. Can you tell me what's next? Anything you can talk about? Yeah. Um, I've, we've got uh, two movies in the works right now. Uh, one that's in post-production, and it's, uh, it's called Anti-Zombie Force, and it is kind of like the A-Team meets zombies. They're a military task force. And uh, we're starting pre-production on another Anton Rook film, which is kind of our Kolchak character. And, uh, yeah, we, we start that next month. One of the nice things about the um, some of our characters, like Anton Rook, people are beginning to come up to us in the, uh, in the show and ask, when is the next uh, Rook film? And when is the next uh, thing with El Toro Azul? Uh, and we, we just... That's, that's just so nice and rewarding that, you know, when people are doing that. Well, I'll make sure there's links in the show notes to the website. Uh, like I said, listeners, check out Neighbor. Check out Anton Rook. I mean, I bet that's amazing. You know, I love my monster hunting stuff. Just check out all their stuff, guys. Come on. Well, thank you guys for listening to us. Derek does a great job. Yeah, I, you, oh, you can keep saying that. That's cool. Go on. <laughs> now, I, I, yeah, I've been listening to him probably around like the 100 you know, show episode. It's just fun. Uh, matter of fact, I listened to his show in Queen City Comics on a Thursday afternoon. And, and people ask me about what I'm listening to. One guy, I don't know if I told you this one, but one guy goes, is that the guy who, who's the, uh, the mail order zombie? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I was, I was like, what? How do you know more about this guy than I do? Like, what is he just... What is what is said? Uh, yeah, so you must have a following. Uh, if if somebody in Cincinnati get, you know recognizes you while I'm playing you on the radio, well, there's a chance people will hear you in your store because I'm putting this on the show, man. I appreciate that, dude. Maybe we can talk about a film sometime. That'd be fun. I'd love to have you on. Yep, I can ramble on incoherently, and you can uh, you can stop me on occasion. <laughs> you can find Witch Doctor Films on Facebook as well. There is a website, but they're still working on it. So right now, you can probably find them on Facebook. That's probably the best place to go. And I meant what I said. I really enjoyed their movie, Neighbor. In fact, I got the permission from the filmmakers to run the trailer here. So here's a little bit of audio from the trailer from the movie, Neighbor. We will now recite the future heroes of the world's own. Repeat after me. I, El Toro Azul. I, Johnny Harris. Swear to conduct myself with honor, fairness, and integrity in my actions. Swear to conduct myself with honor, fairness, and integrity in my actions. That I will protect the innocent against all evil. That I will protect the innocent against all evil. And I will not fear tomorrow. And I will not fear tomorrow. Because tomorrow brings challenges. Because tomorrow brings challenges. And opportunities and opportunities 
and a chance to make things right. You heard her at the top of the show. She's Penny Dreadful. She's a horror host, and she's amazing. How's the show treating you? Uh, things are going very... I'm tired, okay? My broom went into the shop yesterday. I had to witch hike to get here. Let me tell you, that is not fun. But I guess it's better than riding on your broom when, you, when you're in a bad mood, because you know what happens then? You fly off the handle when that... When <laughs> Do I, do I need to put a, like a rim shot sound effect in there? You probably should. This is why I'm not on TV anymore. This is... <laughs> <laughs> but you still have the DVDs and the videos, and there's still stuff on YouTube or something, right? We do. Uh, we actually do. We, they're airing our reruns. Uh, we've been, we're on TV for about 10 years, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we do still uh, put out a Halloween special every year, uh, and our show is called Shilling Shockers. You can find out about it on the interwebs. My, go to my Cobb website, shillingshockers.com, and we have the DVDs there, and we have all kinds of exciting things uh, to check out there. So we, we're, we're still active, but uh, sort of uh, on simmer instead of on boil, if you will, <laughs> to put it in cauldron terms. Do you come to Monster Bash regularly? I don't think I saw you the last time I was here four years ago. Uh, we uh, we haven't been here in five years. We, we were Monster Bash regulars. We uh, came every year since 2006 we started coming, and I think the last time we came was 2012, okay. or uh, yeah, 12, I believe. So it's been, a, it's been about five years since we've been here, but it's great to be back here, seeing a lot of familiar faces, meeting a lot of new, wonderful people we hadn't met before, and everybody's so welcoming and so nice. And, uh, you know, the last few years, We've just got, it's been kind of hard, uh, you know, my husband passed away and uh, he was a big part of the show. He played Guru, the werewolf, you know, so he was, uh, he was a big part of what we did. So uh, not having him here was, uh, was sort of like a big piece was missing. But it's the 20th anniversary of the bash and Ron was nice enough to, uh, to invite us back. And uh, so we're really glad to be here. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. I, I, I know it's been tough the past few years, so I'm glad you're here. And uh, I got to actually meet you and talk to you in person instead of just being Facebook friends. So that's been awesome. Are you doing any other shows coming up or anything? We may be at the Rhode Island Comic Con uh, coming up, but that's not till uh, November. Uh, but keep uh, keep an eye out for that. Just make sure you put your eye back in afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we will be hopefully be at that. But uh, otherwise, yeah, we could have just made do a Halloween special in October uh, and... Uh, keep an eye on the website and see what's going on and on Facebook of course well we'll make sure there's links to the website and the Facebook and the show notes this time around uh, you're here through the rest of the day and a little bit tomorrow you said you leave tomorrow morning tomorrow. yes we're going to be here until uh, early tomorrow morning so we're our late morning I guess so uh, we're looking forward to that and uh, seeing everyone here I haven't even made it into the dealer room yet but I'm kind of transfixed by the fact that we're sitting across from Rico Browning the creature from the Black Lagoon so it's kind of I'm just kind of having a geek geek moment here but that's just throughout the day where I'm just kind of like he's probably going to call somebody some police to come and drag me away for being creepy but that's okay being creepy is in the job description you know so that's all right they knew what they got when they were inviting you that's right that's right it's in my contract I'm allowed to be creepy so uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon is my favorite film and oh, yes. yeah and, and to see him here and I've met Julie Adams a couple of times um, what are your memories of Creature 
Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean, I grew up watching the Universal monster movie, so I was just a, a big fan of all of the monsters, and the creature in particular was just... A, it had a very different vibe to it from the other monster movies. I, I love the, all the Universal movies. They're very gothic and atmospheric, but the creature had a had a had just a completely different feel to it, like some cryptozoological thing from the past that's coming come to the present. And I just, I've always loved the movie, and the design for the creature is such an iconic look for, for, you know, it's just something that's, and I hear they're going to remake it and I just, I don't know, I have I have mixed feelings about that, let's put it that way, uh, but I first remember watching it with my uncle uh, my uncle was a monster kid in the 60s, and and he introduced me to all, all of that stuff. So he had tapes, you know, of, uh, of all the movies. So we'd just, every weekend, I'd go over and we'd watch horror movies, you know, Universal and Hammer films. So Creature was one of those, definitely. So that's how you make a horror host, I guess, is you just watch a whole bunch of these tapes growing up, and then suddenly you're a 700-year-old witch. That's right. It might also have something to do with the fact that my uncle liked to scare me and lock me in a room one time with Pickwick Horror Records playing in the background. <laughs> And I'm still in therapy for that, but uh, I, I uh, and my therapy is doing this show, you know. So <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much for chatting with me, uh, and we will have you on the show like proper down the line. Would that be okay? Oh, absolutely! I'd love to come and visit Monster Kid Radio. That'd be fun. <laughs> so it's shillingshockers.com, not chilling, shillingshockers.com, where you can learn everything you need to know about Penny Dreadful. You can pick up. DVDs of the TV series. You can find links to their store. They've got an Etsy shop with material, video clips, a contact page. You know, if you do contact them, let them know that you heard them here on Monster Kid Radio. And yeah, Penny Dreadful was awesome to talk to. So sweet. I'd love to have her on a future episode of the show to talk about a movie or two. Hopefully we can make that happen. It's all new. The creature walks among us, more terrifying in human form. Striking at the heart of the city with inhuman fury. <coughs> the creature walks among us. Horror unleashed by the daring of man and a dangerous experiment of science. I have burned away the outer scale. There's a structure of human skin underneath it. The creature walks among us. The grimmest cargo ever brought to civilization. Now a monster made even more frightful by human emotions. Boss Merle Oberon, Lex Barker in The Price of Fear. Two great thrill pictures on one program. a world of dynamic magic as Jonathan Swift's immortal entertainment comes to life in the screen recreation of the book whose savage commentary on life and society shook the world while the glorious imagination of its author takes Dr. Gulliver from Lilliput, the land of the little people to Brobdingnag, the land of the giants I'm Dr. Lemuel Gulliver. Where am I? He's alive! He's alive! 
alive! Here is a film full of adventure about three worlds that no one man ever traveled before. Only the magic of super dynamation could make this incredible world-famous story come to life. A real live cast changes size before your very eyes. He's stealing our ship, Gideon! As the sorcery of super dynamation transports you into a world of wonders. Whoever thought to meet face to face the Lilliputian lovers Gwendolyn and her Heraldrazal? For the first time in the history of motion pictures, it has been possible to film the story of the little people of Lilliput who were six inches small. And the giants of Brobdingnag who were 60 feet tall. Whoever thought to see the lovelorn Elizabeth in the land of the giants? Where's the bride and groom? There they are, Chief Oh, you sure you know what you're doing? Now, none of your foolish jokes. With infinite pleasure, we invite you to attend a fairy tale wedding in the land of the giants. I pronounce you man and wife by the authority vested in me by me. In scenes defying the imagination, we meet the giant child, Glundalclitch. Glundalclitch! Here I am! Whose pigtail becomes a lifeline out of a squirrel's burrow. See Gulliver pitted in mortal combat with a giant alligator. Sail with Gulliver into a thousand and one adventures. Real danger, real fun, real people. Only the miracle of super dynamation could make this possible. Actress Joe Morrow was one of the guests of honor at this year's Monster Bash, and she was so kind to let me sit down behind her table and just chat with her a little bit. So big thanks to Joe. I hope you enjoy this short interview. So I'm sitting here with uh, somebody who's been in, well, a number of movies, obviously. 13, 13 movies? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I starred in most of them, or co-starred, except for the first two. Which were those? Well, the first one is when I was put under contract to 20th Century Fox, and it was... Um, 10 North Frederick. Okay. I only was a waitress and I had only a couple of lines with Gary Cooper. And then the next one was Gidget, the original Gidget with Sandra D. Okay. And uh, I was one of the girlfriends on the beach. And the one that was, you know, saying, Get out of my way, you're ruining the view. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, then, so I was only, you know, featured. After that, I did, um, I played a princess, a Roman holiday uh, offshoot uh, with Jack Jones, uh, Jukebox Rhythm. And then we went on to Legend of Tom Dooley, Our Man in Havana, uh, Three Worlds of Gulliver, 13 Ghosts, finally. And then it went on, 13 funny the one that everyone knows is 13 ghosts and that's the one uh, that I did later and I thought I didn't want to do that because I had just come off of a film with Alec Guinness I was his daughter and now and Carol Reed is the director now they want Bill Castle as my director from Carol Reed to Bill Castle little did I know Bill Castle something 
<laughs> he was a pip. Yeah, to deal with him, he's straightforward, honest, no-nonsense kind of guy. And I like those kind of people. I can deal with them. I've never talked to anybody who's you know actually worked with William Castle. I've always heard stories, you know, secondhand or whatever. And I've been told that yeah, there's a wild story about him. In fact, I got mad at him because he told the story all over Hollywood. I said. Well, I don't remember the story the way you're telling it. He said, Joe, there isn't an actress in the world that wouldn't want that story told. And what happened is that uh, he wanted a pretty picture. So he wanted me in the background by the fireplace with two actors in front. I don't remember which two actors, but uh, I was, you know, in the Strasbourg Institute. And you have to have motivation to, you don't amble around the scenes. You know, you have to have a reason to go anywhere in the work. I had the stupidity of saying, well, what's my motivation? His nostrils flared and says, I'll kick you in the ass. Is that motivation enough for you? I couldn't believe he said that to me. Well, believe me, I never ask that again of any director. I I found my own motivation. (laughs) But uh, I I said that last year in the question and answer time, and all the audience went, like that <laughs> because I forgot you know because ass is supposed to be a bad word today ass is as clean as it can be you know we're living in different times <laughs> with 13 ghosts what did you think about the whole gimmick of the movie I mean you hadn't made any other movies that had those kind of gimmicks had you no, that was the first one. In fact, I didn't make... Uh, Harryhausen did uh, the uh, Three Worlds of Gulliver. I did that right after Our Man in Havana. In fact, simultaneously, I flew from England to Spain. I was doing the tail end of Our Man in Havana in England, went to Spain to start uh, Three Worlds of Gulliver, and went back and forth every week. It, I was only 19, and I thought I was going to die. It was really rough on me. And then 13 Ghosts right after that. So it was hectic, a hectic time in my life. Is that why people thought you maybe looked older, just running ragged, all that? No, it's because I wanted that essence. I stopped with the you know sophistication and not talking and looking like I was bored. That always gives you an older look. When, when that man said to me, Fernando Lamas, yeah, when he said to me, oh my God, he says, I just found out you're not 40 years old, you're a young girl. But the first thing he said to me, he said, well, you're young. I said, I'm not that young. And because I was still trying to be old. And he says, no, 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 you don't understand. He says, I thought you were a well-preserved 40-year-old. I found out you're 18. I said, oh my goodness. I didn't want to do that anymore. I said, that's the end of my, you know, trying to be older. As the Monster Bash treated you pretty well this, this oh, time? They, this is a great group. I was here last year, loved it last year, came back this year. So it's a hard trip for me. I'm in Oregon now. Getting from a small town in Oregon to the East Coast is not an experience you want. And then to miss your plane on top of it. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, or was it uh, Thursday? I went to Washington, D.C., to Denver, from Medford to here. It was all day, different planes. It was not a good experience. I'm from Oregon, too, and I had to... You know that. Yeah, and I had barely an hour between flights in Denver, and I was freaking out I was going to miss my flight, so I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, I I am sorry, too. Believe me. It was harrowing being on one plane after the other, I've got to tell you. 
I wish him the best of luck. And I, I'm so glad that I had a chance to chat with you and meet you. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your show, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Glad you know Veronica. <laughs> I do need to talk to her again. I need to get her on microphone. She's oh, really she sweet. Hasn't, she hasn't been on yet. Not yet. Oh, well, she's super. And I don't like most of the people that I meet at the shows. <laughs> no, really, they need a script or a key light to be interesting. Veronica is fantastic. And you know who else? Terry Moore. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. I'm so happy I came this year. You know, me too. Me too. Good seeing you. Wowee. Do you have trouble seeing ghosts? Of course you do. Unless you have these special ghost viewers. You get them at the theater free so you can see the ghosts in the new movie 13 Ghosts. My name's Charlie Herbert. I'm not a ghost, but I do appear in this picture. That's telling them, Charlie. The new Ghost Viewer is the big new movie thrill you kids and your family will really scream at when you see 13 ghosts come to life in color. The Fire Ghost. The Ghost Lion. The Monster Ghost. And all the others you'll see through the Ghost Viewer giving you at the theater. 13 Ghosts. See 13 Ghosts. A wonderful movie for the whole family. Daughter of Dr. Jekyll. Yearning for love and discovering on the eve of her marriage the monstrous inheritance that was her birthright of fear. Oh, I still shudder when I recall that face. Like some perverted mask of evil out of a legend of horror. Then you saw him as Hyde? Once, at the very last, just before the mob caught him. They almost tore him to pieces. The villagers broke into this tomb and drove a stake through his heart. Daughter of Dr. Jekyll, terrified that she become the disfigured thing that was her father, a vampire drawing sustenance from bestiality. Get a stake and drive it through my heart and bury me beside my father. Well, do it! Do I have to kill myself? If you love me, please kill me! Terror with the late night double feature with X, the fiend from beyond space, and the wall people. A crew of interstellar explorers must fight an unstoppable alien fiend from beyond space, hell bent on consuming them all. Will they survive? Can they survive? And on the same program, a man must fight to save his only child from the clutches of strange invaders who use their advanced technologies to steal sleeping children through their bedroom walls. Are your children safe? Two terrors to tear you apart in the late night double feature. 
I don't have enough recordings of just hanging out with people. It's all been, you know, getting Q&As and things like that. And here's Mitch wrapping up a hot dog. I thought, you know what, let's get Mitch Gondolas on the show. Mitch, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks, Eric. Derek. How's the bass treating you? Uh, it's, it's going great. Having a lot of fun. Now, you just came back from an off-site activity. I want to hear about it. Yeah, uh, we, uh, being Stephen Sullivan, Joshua Kennedy, Mark Hader, and myself, took a little trip, a little pilgrimage to Evans City Cemetery and ha- had a blast. We spent a lot of time out there, and it was, it was so much fun. That is the, uh, the home of the Night to the Living Dead uh, opening sequence. And I- I've been there before, and I-, I had a great time, and they were really cool to you out there, right? They were. Uh, funny story, we, we parked, we, we we got in, sat down, and uh, parked uh, in front of some, some uh, headstones. Um, next thing you know, we're trying to reach, you're walking out into the, 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 the cemetery, trying to find the headstones that were used in the movie, and the groundskeeper says, hey, you looking for Night Living Dead headstones? You parked right next to them. <laughs> so we went back and uh, found them and uh, got on YouTube, watched some scenes, and replicated some scenes for our pictures, so we had a great time. You know, you who just walked by was Joshua Kennedy, and I flagged him down. You went with him, right? I was there, and um, it was fantastic. Um, I mean, it was my idea. I'll take credit for saying, uh, let's look Let's look up, not not to go, but I was like, let's look up the, the video on YouTube, because it's public domain, and I'm sure someone uploaded the whole video, and I, I think you got it on your phone. I, I did? Yeah, and we're just skimming through trying to find the actual headstone, and we did. We did. Yeah. We did. Got some great pictures. I've been there, like I was telling Mitch, uh, back in 2013, and they were very cool with me being there, too. And then you guys went to the uh, museum as well, right? Yes. First, we pulled in, and we thought, well, let's go to, this, let's go to the, the museum. They might have a map, and, and that'll help us find our locations. But we did stop there, tour through. They had some uh, displays, some props. Uh, a real nice uh, lady there who worked there uh, sold me a book. I think sold somebody else a shirt. Or, so we had a good time. Took lots of pictures. Yes. Um... And uh, we all, for those listening, we all paid our respects to the actual, because they're actual gravestones. Yes. We, I thought they would be fake, or there's a spot where they put fake tombstones, but it's an actual, uh, actual people are there. So we're like, thank you for putting up with our, our geekiness. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're very respectful, and, and that's why when we saw the groundskeeper, I was kind of, uh-oh, they're going to kick us out. She was very, very nice. If you're looking for it, you're parked right next to it. Yeah. And, uh, and so we were respectful. They didn't say anything, you know to us and so I think it went very well so you're both here I've got a box in front of me you know what's in here I got some classic five cards you want to play you want to play Dan so Dan Day who's also a listener of the show and has been kind of holding Joshua's leash every once in a while (laughs) I'm the official flunky of gooey films so I'm Al Neary too as Michael Corleone (laughs) All right, so I've got the Classic Five deck here. There are some old questions, some new questions. Uh, They've been pre-shuffled. I'm kind of going through them as we go. So here we go. Card number one, starting with Mitch, Colin Clive, or Peter Cushing, sir? Oh, Peter Cushing. I think I've answered this question before. Peter Cushing. I'm I'm consistent of nothing else. Good choice. Peter Cushing. He doesn't even have to think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, My favorite actor. I think Dan's favorite actor. Oh, yes, yes. My idol. So, I mean, nothing against Colin Clive, but, I mean, Peter Cushing all the way. Yeah. This table is solidly Team Cushing. I'm on board, too. And uh, Peter Cushing played it more. I mean, Peter Cushing played Dr. Frankenstein more. Yeah, yes, I mean, yes. I, much, I love Colin Clive, but I... Well, you yeah. only have two cracks at it, right? And that's about it? Or, yeah. yeah so. Frankenstein and Bride. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Okay, card number two. Son of Kong or Son of Godzilla? I'll start with Dan. <sighs> hmm. 
Well, I love I love kaiju movies. I love Toho, but I would have to go with Son of Kong. And I know Son of Kong has kind of a bad reputation, but uh, I like it. I like it. I, I, I like how they they start out with Carl Denham, and he like owes everybody all this, all this money, and he's like in trouble with the lot. I mean, you don't see that. You don't see that kind of direct sequel type of stuff with with those type of films. The idea that he's in trouble and and he's got to like get away, and how they tie into that. You know, I, I thought it was kind of cool. And you know, I know Son of Kong kind of. You know, some people don't like it. I, I like it. I think it's kind of a cute film. It is what it is. They they can't. There's no way they could make another King Kong. It's more like a, an epilogue to the first film, but, but for what it is, I like it. You, you touched on something that I always liked about it, that the, the direct sequel feel of it. I just, as much as I, like you, you touched on everything, but it's like as much as it isn't that good, it's like this is a direct sequel, like they rushed this into production directly after it as a result of the success of the first one. So I'm Son of Kong, that's my vote. Son of Godzilla, I've seen it more. It, it, it's, it's hokey as hell, but I, I don't know. I've got a soft spot for that little bug-eyed guy. <laughs> I would go with Kong myself because of the sequel aspect. It's one of the things you get with these monster movies is they end and you're like, well, how do they get out of that? I don't, you know, but so yeah, Son of Kong for me. So Mitch, you're wrong. I've seen it more. You have been voted out of the island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Card number three, starting with Joshua this time. John Agar or Nick Adams? I think I'm gonna go with John Agar. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 tough. Uh, John Agar, just because his black contact lenses in Brain from Planet Eris and that goofy grin that he has in there, I think that that uh, that 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 takes the, the the kick from here. With that that that's my vote. I'm gonna go John Agar as well. That's kind of a no-brainer. I recently purchased a legitimate copy of Hand of Death or Hands of Death, whatever, and, and just enjoyed the hell out of it. And he's he's kind of he does it does a nice performance in there. He's a little a little crazy in that movie, so had a fun with that one. Yeah. Well, in my blog, the Hitless Wonder movie blog, if you don't mind me saying that. Plug. <laughs> Drink. I'll plug that in. Anyway, I. I wrote a blog about the greatest monster movie fighters of all time, and John Agar is in the top five. I mean, he's just, you know, he's in so many of these films, and I know some people kind of look down on his acting ability, I, but he's just like the typical 1950s-style leading man. And he's always dependable. He's always yes, he's yes. going to turn in a great performance. There's Yeah. But having said that, I do have to say about Nick Adams, the two Toho films he was in, He's very good. He he takes it totally seriously. He doesn't. I've seen Rust Hamlin in War of the Gargantuans. He just basically like just like walked through that movie. He's like half asleep the whole time. I mean Nick Adams. You know people. You know the famous line from uh, Invasion of Astro. Like you you stinking rats. You know. But I mean he's like really into it. And Die Monster Die is a personal favorite of mine. Yes. I saw that on Sven Gulli as a kid. Susan Farmer is like gorgeous in that movie and. Nick Adams is the world's oldest college student, but I mean, he once again, he's totally into it. He's totally serious. He holds his own with Karloff. So I mean, I mean, John Agar is one of the greatest monster movie fighters of all time. But you got to give Nick Adams his props and in, in the in the appearances that he had. Yeah, volume of work. I mean, it's got to be John Agar. But I've always fantasized, what if we had a buddy movie with John Agar and Nick Adams just driving across the country, fighting giant monsters. Every once in a while, they get their car fixed up by Whip Bissell. You know, that's what I want. That's, that's just me, though. All right. The fourth <laughs> the fourth card, if I can get it out of here. 
CGI. Uh, CGI. Yeah, CGI. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh, appropriate for the bash. I was a teenage werewolf, or I was a teenage Frankenstein, and we'll go back to Mitch. Teenage Frankenstein. Because the guy's here? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, that one, I, I just like that 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 movie, um, and, and just the makeup, how it's, it's both so bad, and but kind of fun and good, and just, just over the top. Love it. Yeah, Teenage Frankenstein. I saw it first, had the VHS, the one of those public domain oh, yeah. dollar bin VHSs. Um, and I got to see it in 35mm. There was show, maybe it was 16mm. Some theater in New York was the Anthology Film Archives uh, was playing it. And that was that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, I'll have to agree with you. Yeah, that was fun. This, this is kind of a hard one. but I, I'm, I would have to lean toward I was a teenage Frankenstein because there's kind of like a seamy side to that one. I, I have, must admit, I haven't seen Teenage Werewolf in a while. I actually watched Teenage Frankenstein not too long ago on YouTube. And there's like a real kind of seamy, kind of like low, like grindhouse type of feel to it, which uh, you know I, I hadn't seen it in a while. And you see it again, it's like that, that's kind of a bit nastier than for that for that period, you know. Just just some like some like, weird stuff going on in that and, movie. Uh, with Bissell, like yes. we just brought him up, he's there. He is again. Yeah, in a big role. Yeah. Well, he does both of them, um, but I, I prefer him as the, the Frankenstein in the Teenage Frankenstein. And there's that one shot where he's pulling the body parts off the off the corpse, and he's purposely, and it was on purpose. I'm sure they set it up where he's bringing the body parts past the camera, nice and yeah. slow. Yeah, I remember stuff like that when I watched it, and, and like I hadn't seen it in a while. I'm like, man, this is a bit more uh, tawdry than than I thought I remember it being, you know. So I think it make I think because of that I think it sticks more in your memory than than Teenage Werewolf because Teenage Werewolf everybody thinks about Michael Landon and that's it and that has some good qualities too but I think Teenage Frankenstein I think just there's just so much you know stuff going on there with it. What's your pick? I would go Frankenstein. Yeah. Just because because of uh, Whip Bissell and um, his performance in that and the guys here and he's cool. I chatted with him yeah. so so I'll give him that. All right, final card. What character from a classic monster movie should host a late night talk show? So again. Hmm. So many possibilities. Because of my love of Peter Cushing, I'd, I'd have to say uh, I'd have to say Doctor Van Helsing would would, would would host would host a talk show. Like the latest kill, this week's <laughs> latest kill. <laughs> And it, the, the the talk show would just be like like scream queens just just like showing up you know wearing nightgowns you know and he would just take, interview them about you know what what you know what what happened today young lady you know stuff like that so I mean that that's the goofiest idea I can come up with but I mean it just off the cuff you know that's I'm gonna twist the question just a little bit and it's gonna be a variety show instead of a talk show if is that okay is that is that it's going to be Dr. Caligari's <laughs> variety show. But he can't talk. <laughs> it's all, it's all oh, silent. Oh, okay. With title cards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's, he's like hosting the gong show or something. It's like he comes out, ladies, because he has that, that bell, and he's like, ladies and gentlemen, step right up. Um, but yeah, it's all silent. So that would be, that would be my show. Because talk, talk show, I mean, I, Van Helsing is tough to beat. But what do you got? Uh, Frankenstein monster. He's, he's, <laughs> he's kind of the, the all-around, you know, perfect uh, monster, and uh, he'll just introduce everybody by going. Wait, 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 wait. Wh- which Frankenstein monster are uh, we? We're gonna let's go. Um, we'll go Glenn Strange, Abner Selim, oh. Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. Uh, I, my answer is going to be one that somebody else used on the show when I asked him this question, but I loved it so much. 
Michael Leggy, I think, is the one who said it. The Invisible Man. Just that that laugh and just that that crazy and just I that's what I want. Crazy to know who I am, aren't you? <laughs> All right then, I'll show you. Here's a souvenir for you. I can keep going, but <laughs> I won't. That's a great one. But but if he did host a talk show, would there be like like a window on the set where the moon could come in and he could just like stand there and do <laughs> even the moon's afraid of me, you know? Right into death. That's a good one. Well, talk to the filmmaker. Maybe he can make something like that happen. I, I can't do it. So speaking of which, yes. your film is premiering in less than 24 hours. Correct. When I chatted with you on Facebook before taking off to go to Monster Bash, you said you're still working on the movie, and you had a nightmare of rendering it in your hotel room. What's going on? Um, it is complete. Yes. Yes. It, it was complete as of three or four days ago. Okay. Yes. We got the last piece of uh, animation in, and it's all set to go. Should be should be a lot of fun. You nervous? I'm more excited than anything because I know I'm in a a sea of fans who will understand the references and he's in a safe place. Yes, so. safe place, absolutely. Yes, you're among friends. Yes. <laughs> so I'm more, I'm more I'm more excited for everyone to see it than anything. You know, Mitch just said something. You're among friends, and that's really what the bash is about. I mean, yeah, I got to hang out with. Uh, Penny Dreadful and Joe Morrow and, and all these other people and, and Gary Clark and Gary, you know, they're just awesome. But just sitting here hanging out with you guys, I love you guys, man. I love you too, man. <laughs> <laughs> love you too, man. <laughs> what else are you guys looking forward to? Uh, just his film. I mean, I, if I may admit, I have a small, very insignificant role in his production. So that that's, I, I'm seeing it cold. I haven't seen any. I've, I've only seen what he's shown on the internet as far as images, so I have, I have no clue what's what's going to what is going kind of a clue, but I don't really know what's going to happen. So I'm I'm really excited about that. You, you know, Theseus is like a really old old story. You probably really? yeah, you, it's probably on Wikipedia. It's not a Marvel movie, or, or <laughs> it's not like a comic book, or I, I, <laughs> I think it's part of the dark universe that. Oh I, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it's going to have like a CGI body of Tom Cruise like flying through the air and landing on the concrete over and over and over again. Okay. Maybe. I just want a face like in the clouds coming out or something. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, man? What, just a movie or anything else you're looking forward to? Oh, I'm just having a blast. I mean, the, the, the going to the cemetery thing that came out of nowhere and just... Yeah, uh, one of those spontaneous moments. Just, let's get in the van. Let's go, and we did it, and we had a we had a lot of fun. So, like you said, it's just a family running into people who have seen my work and I've never met before, and just like, hey, how's it going? He, he is like so popular now. I mean, it, we were taking we were going to take bets on how far he can walk without somebody stopping him, and, and of course he's got his famous top hat, which of course you can't see. But I mean, no, I mean it, I'm just amazed at how I mean his, his I mean he's just like spent the whole weekend so far networking, and, and I love it. I think it's great. You know, I mean, I mean, this guy, you know, he's, his, his creativity is incredible. His, his passion for the genre, his, his positivity, his, his, his uh, positive energy. I mean, I, I love this kid. He's, he's, he's one of my best friends, and I'm, I'm honored to have him as a friend. Well, thanks, Dan. And when, when are you going to pay me for my, for my yeah, narration? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, well, I got to say, I, just to, to kind of uh, to build on what Joshua just said, talk to a lot of people on on facebook and you know and listen to podcasts and everything people you don't know face to face but coming here this is my first monster bash and getting to meet you know meet people for the first time in person has been incredible and it's it's, what's it's kind of funny is 
it's like you've known them all your life. It's, I mean, there's there's a familiarity, and, and you, you meet them, and it's like you have a, you have a, a new friend, and it, it's it's just been great. Uh, a nice warm feeling. Uh, it's good good time. And even meeting new, I I just met Joshua yeah. just you know the other day, and now he's my friend. Hey. <laughs> and I mean, meeting uh, Mr. Derek M. Cook, uh, yeah. holding the microphone right here. Yeah. Uh, Again, just bumping into him, and it's instant, like we've known each other for years. This is start, I was just sitting here at a table by myself eating a hot dog, and then here we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have work you need to be doing? Is that what you're saying? You'd rather be somewhere else? No, no. I. No. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for doing this, guys. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you. You heard Dan mention his website, the Hitless Wonder Movie Blog. Again, link in the show notes, but you can find him at dandayjr35.blogspot.com. That's dandayjr35.blogspot.com. And Dan and I actually have a scheduled recording session coming up here soon. He's going to be on the show proper in the future, where he and I are going to talk about the 1973 film, The Creeping Flesh. Frankenstein's monster can be destroyed by fire. Dracula by a silver stake driven through his heart. But nothing, nothing will avail against the absolute evil of the creeping flesh. The creeping flesh. From Columbia Pictures, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. You know, I always come back from these events, these conventions, these things that I bring my recorder to and plan to record so much for the podcast and I think, you know, I had a blast. I'm so glad I got all this, but man, I wish I got more. You know, those interviews, those interview segments, too small. I would have loved to have sat down with Joe to just chat for an hour about her experience making movies, working with William Castle and just working in Hollywood. How amazing would that have been? I spent very little time with Brad talking about his book, but I could have talked about Bela Lugosi with him again for hours. I loved chatting with Terry. She was so sweet. And if I ever see her at another convention in the future, you know I'm going to spend some time with just everybody was awesome. And Mitch, thanks for uh, letting me interrupt your hot dog session for a hot dog session. Wow. Uh, thanks for letting me crash your hot dog party. That, man, that just sounds terrible. There's no nice way to say it. Mitch, Dan, Joshua, thank you. You guys and gals are awesome. Thanks for being part of the reason why Monster Bash was Amazing. The mightiest monster the world has ever known. The mightiest egg the world has ever known. Introducing the son of Godzilla. Fantastic red water, one of the many weird natural phenomena on mysterious Sorgel Island. A great scientific experiment begins. Try another frequency. What is it? Hmm? It seems as though something's jamming the wavelengths. Son of Godzilla, a rollicking monster spectacular. Baby monster becomes a monstrous monster. Now, giant entertainment, giant terror, the war of the gargantuan, and monster zero. Do you see anything? 
from a planet 50 million miles beyond the stars came a strange message. Lend us your Rodan and Godzilla to fight our Monster Zero. Earth answers. And the most dreaded creatures ever to walk our planet are lifted into outer space. The stage is set for the mightiest battle ever seen by the universe in Monster Zero. All forces on Earth ready to attack. What started out as a call for help from space turns into a nightmare of terror on Earth, Monster Zero. And the War of the Gargantua. It began with a mysterious, wild storm at sea. And before the night was over, the whole world would hear of the terror of the Gargantuans. Where had such a monster come from? What forces created such a devastating destroyer? Who or what could stand up to it? Armies fought the monster with million-volt laser beams. Hey, look! Another one! You'll see all of their terrifying battle to the death when you come to the greatest monster movies ever made. The War of the Gantuas and Monster Zero. Some of the people that I ran into at Monster Bash were Nick Brown. Fiona Young Brown and the legendary Mary Rotolo. They were there representing the B movie cast and just having a great time. And speaking of the B movie cast, which you can find at, well, bmoviecast.com, they just released episode 387 of their podcast, in which they recapped their experiences at Monster Bash. It's just another way to reflect back on what was an amazing weekend. Oh, and I forgot to mention Juan Ortiz from Fifth Dimension Films. He was there, too. He's part of the B-Movie cast as well, and he was part of the episode recapping their experience. So if you want to hear Nick, Mary, and Juan talk about Monster Bash, even though they got a couple of names wrong, and yeah, it's just some gentle ribbing, I actually think it's kind of funny that he called Mitch Steve. Hey, they're not the only ones. You'll hear what I'm talking about later. Anyway, check out the episode over at bmoviecast.com and relive the Monster Bash through their eyes and ears and whatever. Do you enjoy movies like Carnival of Souls, The Mole People, Black Sunday, and The Tingler? Do you find yourself late at night reading magazines such as Film Max, Chiller Theater, or Monster Bash? Do you love vintage television programs like Sky King, Outer Limits, and The Time Tunnel? Do you find yourself surfing the net looking for the next monster movie festival or expo? Do you enjoy hearing anecdotes, cinematic details, and unusual insights into some of your favorite movies? If you answered yes to any of the above, you are encouraged to join your host, Vince Rotolo, as he examines some of the latest horror, sci-fi, and cult theatrical releases, new DVDs to add to your collection, and of course, the old classics, both good and bad. He even interviews people throughout B-Moviedom. So tune in to B-MovieCast at bmoviecast.com. Hello, Christopher. What insanity are you up to today? 
Oh, hey, Lydia. I'm downloading some movies. What? <laughs> People are always telling me that's illegal. Uh-uh, not these. They're all public domain. Oh, look, Rescue from Gilligan's Island. Well, let me see what you're doing. Oh, you're at archive.org. Well, they have thousands of films, TV shows, commercials, radio shows, and books available. Yeah, but there are so many. I wish there was a podcast or something that would discuss these things. You know, give us an idea of what's worth the time. Um, Christopher, there is. We do one. Oh, that's right. We host Orphan Entertainment. Once a month, we pick something and review and discuss it. Huh, that sure is nice of us. <laughs> sure. Well, why don't you click over to Orphan Entertainment and remind yourself a little more about the show. Oh, will do. Let's see, that's at orphanentertainment.com. And yeah, it looks like we're available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Oh, hey, can we review the Gilligan's Island movie someday? Mm-hmm, we'll see, Christopher. We'll see. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode of Monster Kid Radio. I hope you've enjoyed the coverage, the recordings that I gathered at Monster Bash 2017. It was an amazing time, and I hope some of that, at least some of that, came through in the recordings, and you could feel that. I'm going to say it again. It's like a family reunion, even if you're not with family. I mean, it really is that kind of a vibe. And you really, you know, I say that, but by the time you've left, you've met your family. These are my people, and I hope they're your people too. At least you feel that way a little bit after hearing some of this from the show. Now, there's so much more. Like I said, I have that recording with Frank Delostrito talking about the return of the vampire. That's going to be coming up here soon. I also check in with Joshua Kennedy after the screening of his film, the feature film debut of his movie, Theseus and the Minotaur. And you know, I did interview Veronica Carlson as well. She also weighs in with her thoughts about the movie, which is pretty darn cool. Veronica Carlson was a sweetheart, and I can't wait to bring that mini interview to the show as well. And that's going to be happening down the line. I don't want to just bombard you with Monster Bash. I want to spread it out, space it out just a little bit, because I've had so many other amazing recordings on deck. I kid you not. I am not exaggerating here. I look at all the recordings that I have built up in the folder that I call recorded under the Monster Kid Radio folder on my computer. I've got 10 new recordings with people just waiting for me to drop them into the mix. And I think next week we're going to be picking a Vincent Price film, a film that has John Carradine in it, a film that's got some pretty cool and catchy rock and roll that's going to get stuck in your head. Be talking about the Monster Club with my man, Dr. Gang Green. I will take you to a place where my friends foregather. There you will find stories of such blood curdling terror that will make your toes curl and your hair reach up towards the sky. He likes to take you by surprise. He likes to leave a very special calling card. It was the best blood I have ever tasted. He's giving you a very special invitation. Three stories to shock you. Chill you. Thrill you. And make you laugh. (laughs) There's a face at my window. As the darkness closes in. 
Everybody knows about garlic and steaks through the heart. Yes, we all have our cross to bear. I'm just a sucker boy, yada. I'm just a sucker boy, yada. I'm just a sucker boy. You are one of his kind now. You have to be staked by your own men. Songs by B.A. Robertson. Don't you look down on me. Night. With a strange twist. The pretty things. The viewers. Tell me I'm not going to let you go until you do. We must have our food. But remember, he likes to take you by surprise. You've been invited to the Monster Club. Come at your peril. Larry Underwood. AKA Dr. Gang Green has been running the YouTube series, the fantastic films of Vincent Price for several years. Now he is up to over 75 different YouTube videos chronicling the Vincent Price filmography. He started with the very first film he was in and just continued on down the line. As of this recording, he just released an episode in which he spotlighted the movie scavenger hunt, which I commented on Facebook as being a childhood favorite of mine. So it was fun to see that and revisit that through Larry's eyes. And he's going to be talking about the monster club next on the fantastic films of Vincent Price. So we figured, you know what, let's get the monster kid radio thing going. We'll get the fantastic films of Vincent Price thing going. We call that synergy. I, I think that's what we call it. I think. Whatever it is, it's good timing, and I hope it's a good conversation. I hope you dig it. So that's coming next week. And then after that, we'll do some more Monster Bash, and then something else, and then maybe some more Monster Bash. And, you know, speaking of Monster Bash, let's go ahead and make an announcement here now. All the details have not been settled. Nothing is 100% firm. However, I can tell you that I've heard from Ron Adams, the man who runs the Monster Bash. He's invited Monster Kid Radio to be there as a presence. What I mean by that is we're going to have a table at Monster Bash 2018 if I'm able to get out there and chances are looking pretty good. So stay tuned as I get more details. I'll share them with you guys and gals. I'm stoked that we're actually going to have a Monster Kid Radio table set up at the bash, which means I'm going to be recording there at the show. Now, I I'm still going to get away from the table and walk around the floor with my portable recorder and get all those interviews and recordings from the floor, that sort of thing. But we're also going to have a, a stationary presence, a, a station, so to speak. And it's going to be awesome. I'll keep you guys and gals posted. Like I said, you heard earlier that I played a promo for what the bash is doing in October. Now I'm not going to be able to make it to that eight film screening while every Frankenstein film from universal in two days at that awesome theater. Yeah, I, I can't make that, but if you guys and gals can, man, I would love for you to call in and let me know how it went because man, jealous. How do you call in? Well, you call and leave me a voicemail at 503-479-5657. That's 503-479-5MKR. Or you can send me an MP3 or other audio recording to monsterkidradio at gmail.com. You can also just type an email and send it to me that way as well, and I'll include you in an upcoming episode of Monster Kid Radio. Now, this information is available on our website over at monsterkidradio.net, where we have links to everything that we've talked about here on the show. So if you didn't write it down when you were listening to it, well, head over to monsterkidradio.net, and there you go. We have links to our Facebook page and our Facebook group, 
please like the page and join the group. And we also have our Patreon page where you can become a patron of Monster Kid Radio and help support the show a little bit financially and help keep the lights on and the internet tubes tubing here at Monster Kid Radio Castle. We're still working on getting the MonsterKidRadioNetwork.com page up and running. Well, the page itself is up and running, but I'm still not 100% pleased with how the iTunes feed is, or more appropriately, is not working. We're still trying to figure out the best way to make the feeds from 1951 Down Place and Monster Kid Radio merge into one master feed. Because if you want to listen to all the shows on the network, we want to make it super easy for you to do so. But if you only want to listen to MKR or you only want to listen to 1951 Down Place, we want to make sure you have that option as well. In fact, I want to say big thanks to everybody who's reached out to me and given me some advice and, and some guidance. I've posted a couple of times on Facebook about the difficulties that I've been having. And so many people have reached out to me and offered me some tips and tricks and I'm going to try something with this episode. Hopefully it'll work. Fingers and tentacles crossed. Keep paying attention to MonsterKidRadioNetwork.com because, well, there's some announcements coming for that as well. Super, super excited for that. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to mention, and I think I've pretty much covered it. So let's go ahead and wrap up and remind you that Monster Kid Radio is a registered service mark of Monster Kid Radio LLC. All original content of Monster Kid Radio by Monster Kid Radio LLC is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution. Non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. Oh, I did forget one thing. Special thanks to Christopher Page from the Orphaned Entertainment and Time Shifters podcast. It's his photo that we used in the cover art this week for this episode of Monster Kid Radio. I am your writer, producer, host, Eric M. Cook. I'm out of here. Talk to you next week. Ciao. Heard her at the top of the show. She's Penny Dreadful. She's a horror host, and she's amazing. How's the show treating you? It is going very well, Jason. Oh, did I just call you Jason? <laughs> you did. I'm sorry. I am 700 years old, so my memory is not what it used to be. Uh, things are going very... I'm tired, okay? My broom went into the shop yesterday. I had to witch hike to get here. Let me tell you. That is not fun. But I guess it's better than riding on your broom when, you, when you're in a bad mood because you know what happens then? You fly off the handle when that... When <laughs>